Warning, this podcast contains adult situations, mature language, blood, corpses, nudity, aliens, scam artists, possession, necrophilia, and a bald guy. Listener discretion is advised. Episode 73, Grave Robbing to the Rescue. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Sabarican Mong Review. I'm your host, Zahn. How you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. Yep. In a pretty good mood. Well, not really. Because I got an email from, well... Let me read this. Dear Sabarican Mong Review and Zahn. Hi, how you doing? I was wondering where the hell you've been for the last couple of weeks. Well, life is kind of important to me just to let you know mysterious um ralph 47 pretty much i don't i try to do the podcast as much as i can but life has been kind of crazy with a lot of stuff has been going on i mean my sister-in-law's in the final couple of months of her pregnancy got issues with my parents you know i had some car trouble nothing bad but we'll see what happens with it and just some stuff's been going on. That's why I haven't been able to record in a while. Uh, what else? Blah, blah, blah. Ass-kissing, ass-kissing. Can I review Boys B? Um, well, Ralph, I reviewed Boys B all the way back in the Valentine's episode, which would be episode 33, I believe. Probably wrong, but it was the Valentine's episode of this year. So you could check out Boys B there. Uh, what else? Now the rest is just garbage. Either way. I know I should have read more and wouldn't read it exactly, but I'm not going to because, well, to be honest with you, half the stuff he said was crap. But thank you for emailing me. I do try, if you write a polite email which has correct grammar, I will read it on air. Either way. Uh, and yes, I am having my traditional lemonheads today. Just put a lemonhead boo down on why. Because the lemon actually helps my throat. Because my throat's a little blah today. Not feeling so hot. But, besides that, I've been ranting and reading a little bit too much. I haven't even gotten with my traditional opening. So, for those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. My name is Zan, or Zan, X-A-N, however you want to pronounce it. And this is the Spark and Manga Review. Now what happens is, Spark and Manga Review is a podcast where every episode I'll review one or two manga, depending on the situation or if I'm bored. And I tell you, about the manga. I give you everything about it, like who the creator was, how many characters it was, how many volumes it was, who published it originally, and some other tidbits. I tell you enough about the manga so you can make a decision if you want to read it or not. So that way you go to the bookstore and if you see a manga, you don't have to be like, hey, what's that manga about? It's got a pretty cover. I'm going to buy it. And you pick it up and it sucks. Listening to this podcast should be armed with the knowledge to make decisions about manga on your own. You don't have to agree with anything I say. If I read a manga that sounds awesome to you and you hate and I hated it, email me. Tell me I'm fucking wrong. Tell me why. Just, I mean, don't be like, you're an idiot, that's why. I mean, give me a reason why. I have no problem with banter. Just don't flame me. And you can email me at sparkin at gmail.com or zan.sparkin at gmail.com or, worse from the worst, you can Twitter me at Twitter. Um, The website is sparkin.podbean.com. 
And also, before I forget, there is the voicemail, 206-426-6665. That again is 206-426-MONK, the Monk line. All this contact information is in the show notes, so if you don't know how to spell it, like Spirekin, S-P-R-A-K-N, you can check the show notes. It has all that stuff. And also, I do have the random question of the day. And the random question of the day pretty much will explain... It's a little tidbit you can fill it out. You don't have to, but you get points if you do. Anyway, I think I'm done battling just a little bit. So, should we get on to the business of the manga today? Probably. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Sparkin manga, I read a really cool manga called Mail. And what happened was, after reading Mail, I spun the wheel of manga, and it dictated to me that I'd be reviewing a manga... That actually was drawn by the same artist who created Mail. And that manga is the Kurosagi Corpse Delivery Service. Already, it has a lovely title. It's going to be a happy story. No, not really. It's actually kind of funny and unique and strange at the same time. And, well, it was written by Eiji Otsuka and was drawn by, as we know, Kosui Yamazaki. And originally came out by Kotakawa Shoten back in the day. And it's being released by, guess, Dark Horse Manga. Another Dark Horse Manga. And it's a very quality manga. Pretty thick. And also, it's made of paper. And the outside is pretty spry. Again, another corrugated cover. So it's another one of those cardboardy covers. And But unlike last time when it was just two colors, this one actually has three colors. Because it has the black, it has white, and it has orange. And the next volume has blue. So he's moved up in the world. So as opposed to just one cover, it's multiple. And this cover is actually kind of cool because it doesn't have that retro look that male had. This one actually has a, well, a puzzle cover. Because you have the big letter one. And then what happens is at the top, you have a corpse that's been disassembled and their lines how to attach it. It's like one of those um instruction guides like when you see stereo equipment it says put slot A into slot into port B and this and that. It has head into chest into waist and hips. Here's the hair arm, legs, so on and so forth and it says the Curse Corpse Delivery Service. And here's the thing that's pretty cool about it. At the bottom there's a banner which wraps around the manga and in the banner it says staff A, staff B, staff C, staff C D, E, and F. And what happens is that each of the staff is one of the main characters of the series. And in the first volume, you have the main, the first main character facing the audience, and the rest of it's the back of their head. So it's one's facing forward, the rest of them are turned backwards. Underneath it has their quote-unquote occupation in the, well, in the Corsite Corps Slavery Service. The main character is a psychic. Then the next person is a dowsing. Now what the fuck does a dowsing mean? I'll get into it. Next one is hacking. You can guess what that does. Then after that you have an embalming. We don't know what that is. You have the channeling and then last you have a puppet. Like wait, 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 wait. You're just saying that's not what they do. That's what they're doing. Yes, that's what they do for the company. One's a psychic, one is a dowser, one's a hacker. One does embalming, one is a channeler, and the last one is a puppet. And no, I'm not talking about like a presidential puppet, someone who's controlled. 
This is a literal, actual puppet. A Muppet! We'll get into it in a moment. So. Also, you see, well, a black crane when you open up the page. And the black crane, that's skeletal, that's actually the logo of the Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service because it's the black crane of death. Because the stork, as we all know, according to our parents, before they told us about sex, is the stork comes and brings us to, to be born and blah, blah, blah. The stork comes and delivers babies for life, right? But what brings us to death? Well, besides the Grim Reaper, the black stork of death. So this is the black stork of death. And... Oh, unlike with mail, where it opened up with mail one, mail two, the contents actually say delivery, first delivery, second delivery, third delivery, so that's kind of cool. It's a little bit more concise than mail, because mail was a bunch of short stories. This one is, at first, a bunch of short stories, but then it actually builds up into a cohesive overall story arc, and we do follow the characters around so we know enough about them. It's not like with mail, where it was, well, what is the deal? This guy just shows up for two for two pages in a chapter. No, this is actually focusing the main characters are the main focus. I will say this. As a writer, Eiji Yosuka is a little bit better than Hosui Yamazaki. Just a little bit. So, manga opens up with a very beautiful, serene, picturesque scene of a mountain with a forest in front of it. Very relaxing and nice. And then we flip open the page to a huge double page spread. And this two-page spread shows a decaying forest and a guy being hung. You can tell this is a happy manga. Oh, as you can guess, the manga, it's a horror manga good. And then you see the next page, you see a decaying corpse with flies around it. It's very gross. And you see a ring on his finger. And then here's the creepy thing. You actually see the corpse fall down and suddenly it starts moving. So, in this universe, I don't know what the hell's going on, but, well, I think corpses just don't follow, you know, when you see a corpse, they don't move. I think in this universe, zombies exist, or they do something, I don't know. They actually move around in this universe, it's a little weird. And so, we get into the first story, and we're introduced to the first character, who is a monk. He's the baldy. Um, if I look on some of my notes, he's apparently Karatsu Kuro, and he is from a Buddhist college. Yes, there are such things as Buddhist college. He's like, he's studying to be a monk, hence him being bald. But we'll call him Baldy for the rest of the manga and the rest of this interview, review, whatever. And what happens is that he is pretty much doing volunteer work for this, well, forest, and apparently there's a bunch of dead bodies. What happens is that it's prevalent in Japan for people to commit suicide. A lot. Probably because they're living on a bunch of mountains. I mean, seriously, why the... Why? <laughs> you know, cramped quarters, stressed out. I mean, I've heard a lot of how stressed out the people in Japan are, but having a suicide prevention box, seriously, that's pretty bad. So, either way, as he's walking around, you know, he's kind of wondering, why the fuck did he come here? Why am I just doing this? I came here just because I'm bored and I got nothing else to do. And, well, pretty much he is there just to bless the bodies and go, 
Nami Naidi, Nabi Dede, Hayal Buddha, and all that other stuff. Sorry, Buddha. <laughs> you know. And he's just getting volunteer credit so he can graduate. And he is, well, kind of bored. He doesn't know what to do. He's just really bored. And what happens is that he is stuck doing this from this one girl who's kind of just, well, we're not going to lie. She's a little bit of a scam artist. And she's she becomes the brains of this little outfit. And her name is Ao Sasaki. Or we'll call her Hacker Girl. Or Business Girl. And she and Baldy, well, she convinced Baldy and a couple other people to show up to help these bodies that, you know, they all the suicide bodies they found. And... And they're all kind of just like, what the hell? We're just kind of bored, and why the hell we're here? We got stuck going to this college, and we're just kind of trying to figure out how we can make money from this situation. And you find out that uh, Hacker Girl, what she does is she actually takes pictures of the dead bodies they find, and she puts it on the internet for uh, corpse freaks to watch it. So she's essentially a pornographer. It's kind of... That's kind of creepy and cool at the same time. Oh, as you could probably guess, this is for adult audiences again. So if you're a young kid, I don't think you should read this. I really don't. And there's 11 volumes and it's still coming out. I forgot that, but... Anyway, so then you have the next person. Makoto Namata, the dowser. And what he does is he has this weird little creepy device. It looks like a hand holding a skull. And this pendulum he has... It's essentially... Alright, dowsing is you use a stick to find water, right? Right. So what happens is that this guy, he uses this pendulum to find dead people, to find corpses. And he kind of is this tough Guido guy. Well, I can't use Guido because, well, anyway. But this tough, rough guy with leather jacket, sunglasses, long hair. And he looks like he could beat the shit out of the rest of the group. And he can find dead people. Next you have Keiko Makino, which is this girl who is a licensed embalmer, and she went abroad, hint, hint, America, to become an embalmer. Cause, and that's the thing which is funny, because in Japan, they don't have embalming because there isn't enough real estate. I mean, they only have, uh, well, X amount of land, so... Where are they going to bury everybody? They actually in they actually burn everybody. They cremate everybody because they don't have their room. You just have those little stones that people have in their houses that, of the family members that are dead. It's a little odd. But anyway, so she's an embalmer. She knows how to take apart bodies and clean them up and all that other stuff. The next, finally, you have my personal favorite character, Yuji Yuta, who is a channeler. And, well... He speaks to aliens. I know. You're like, what the fuck? He's this very shy, timid guy who has this this puppet on his hand. The puppet's name is, well... I think it's like... Carrie Ellis or something like... Or Kerry Erusu. And like, this puppet is... Very just kind of loudmouthed and evil. While Yata... Is very quiet and serene so you could think he's insane at times but other times it's like wait a minute he's he's gotta be nailing there's shit that he knows that yeah doesn't know but then you wonder you don't know so it's actually this crazy guy with a puppet on his hand who's very foul-mouthed and evil and curses to everybody like he's the one who says hey you body 
I'm fucking talking to you here. I'll kill you. So you have, let's see now, we have bald guy, um, pornographer lady, you have tough dowser guy, you have the little Lolita goth and bomber girl, and you have a crazy guy with his puppet friend, and they're, well, walking around and just wondering what the hell is going on, and they're trying to figure out why they're there to get money, and then you see dead guy crawling towards them. Yes, the dead guy from earlier before, who was hanging himself. And you find out that... Baldy can talk to dead people. He can listen to the dead. And what happens is he hears the voice of this dead guy, and the dead guy was crawling to him because he needs help. And so, pretty much, they say that... Baldy, Karatsu, is an Itako. Which is like a bald seer lady. Even though he's not a woman and he's not blind. And what happens is that... Dead guy was supposed to die with his girlfriend. He's like, please bury me with her together with Yuki. And that's what he wants. He wants to die with his girlfriend. And you gotta look for the corpse's girlfriend. And, well... That's what he wants in life. So they say, hey, wait, 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 we can figure out what's going on, you know? Well, we could just figure out what's going on. And they're wondering, who is this Yuki person? It turns out that they come onto this conspiracy that the body was moved after he, w before, after he died. So someone hung him after they killed him to make it look like it was a suicide. That he was murdered. And, well, you find out that the guy, his girlfriend was a pop idol star. And they loved each other. And what happened was the guy had an overprotect, the girl had an overprotective father and hated him. So they made the agreement that they'd be together forever if they did one of those um, lover suicide dealies like Romeo and Juliet. And, you know, they're childhood friends. And he pretty much... He made the deal that if they help him out, they can find where Yuki died, bring her and him together, then he can have this lottery ticket that he had on his body. And so it gets all creepy, and they're trying to figure out what the hell is going on and why, you know, all these people are, why the, where the body is and all this, and well, I could get into it, but I'm not going to. So we'll skip ahead a bit into what happened with Yuki. Now, Yuki, as a, since you can probably guess it, since he was killed, he was moved after he was killed, and his father hated him, that yes, the father is the one who killed the corpse guy. He also killed his daughter, who didn't like him. And what is he doing with his daughter? Well, let's just say he really likes his daughter. In a more than familiar way. Yeah, he's a huge necrophile. He's keeping his daughter naked and dead and kind of really fucking gross and just creepy. And what happens is that... Dead guy appears to get the father back and kill him and all this horror stuff happens... 
And, well, I won't get into it, because I will spoil the rest of it, but... So they've decided, with the money they got from the dead guy after solving this case of what happened, and this disturbing situation with this disturbing father, they've decided that they're going to start delivery service, the corpse, curse corpse delivery service. And what they'll do is they'll find dead people, and the bodies will help them somehow. That the dead people, they can have, they'll make deals with them to have them help them get their last wish and in exchange some karmic thing will happen because like I said karmically something good happened and they got that winning lottery ticket which was very very good it was like 300 million yen which 3 million dollars which they blew in like a day because Japan is so expensive so that's what the series is about it's about that you have all these little at first it's these little cases where it's like you know Here's the delivery for this dead body and what you have to do, where it's a woman who wants to be buried in a location where her, where it's like, like, you know, the family always buried at this one spot and the spot no longer exists because it's now a garbage dump. And then you have another fam, another one, which is this person got killed because they're actually cutting them apart and fusing bodies together. You have to find out who killed them. And there's another one where it's a guy who's an auditor who figures out how to do insurance and how he can get money off of you. Very disturbing, evil individuals, but they usually they save the day. And the corpses aren't bad. Well, some are bad, but for the most part, it's just they're helping the day. And they're constantly broke, which is a running joke because they're like, we did this and we're broke again, so we're going to eat a thousand ramen noodles or this or that. And the series is, well, pretty cool. It gets later on, they meet an individual who is a, well, he's actually looks like a Yakuza thug, because he's all scarred up, he's bald head, he walks with a cane, he has a peg leg, and, well, he's actually from a different manga, which is written by Eiji Otsuko, and that is MPD Psycho. He's a minor character who's still alive. This takes place after it, and what he does is he's now the... Municipal Social Welfare Office Director for Shinjuku. And what that means is that he wants to make sure that people die outside of his district because if they commit suicide or whatnot, he has to, his department has to pay for their funerals and whatnot. So he usually hires them to just kind of help him out with unsolved cases and all this other disturbing stuff. Like there's one chapter in the third volume when he shows them, well, this guy who they found dead who isn't Japanese and they want to find out where he is from and turns out he is from a war but his body was transferred over and it's very disturbing also another person who shows up is their nemesis which is this guy called Mr. Near who is this kind of well I don't want to say entrepreneur but he's a scam artist who does these post-mortem things like he ran this in the second volume he runs this funeral home which what they do is that they will that they will reanimate the corpse of a person who's wronged you and if you pay the money you get to kill the person again that screwed up your life so for example if in the situation it was a murder victim the murder victim's family was able to kill the murderer who killed their loved one for a for like a price of like a million dollars, million yen, which isn't that much, but either way, 
It is a he's he does a lot of shady things like he does mummification services, but he constantly gets away to, to to do bad things another day. So he's kind of the villain. And the only other person to really show up, well, um, one chapter there is a very small person with a luger who is there to save a dead baby and as we know you can guess who that is it's Kiba from Mail he does make a cameo appearance in one chapter I think that's when Mail first came out so that was pretty cool and honestly it's a very unique well it's, it's different because it's very sick it's gross there are some chapters which if you watch it and read it uh, Yamazaki's artwork will make you want to throw up it's very graphic I'm not going to lie there is Yes, there's nudity. I mean, there's a lot of nudity. There's a lot of blood. Because you see a lot of dead corpses. You see bodies that are combined. You see people getting run over by cars and trains. You see dead animals. There's one volume where it was... Uh, well, this... It's, there was this disease which affected bugs but apparently affected humans so these humans eyes exploded and very graphic and to be honest with you it could make you sick to your stomach it made me sick to my stomach but it's intriguing at the same time if you like dark things if you like reading about mysteries which are unsolved which are just kind of gross if you like bl uh, blood and spiritual supernatural things I would recommend this this Kurosaki Corpse Larry Service. And like I said, I think Eiji Otsuka is a much better writer than Yamazaki. The only thing, though, is he's a little more extreme. Like, Yamazaki writes stories which op beginning, opening, end. And we're going to have it like this, and it'll be scary, and that's it. And Otsuka's like, I'm going to fuck with your head to make your brain explode, and then we'll come to the conclusion. So you'll be completely mad when we're done. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty screwed up. I mean, first, the first couple of chapters, it's okay. First volume, it's going to be seven stories. Second chapter, we're going to make it a little longer. Now it's a huge, concise story, and what the fuck is going on? And you're really just, what the fuck? And it's just very, just strange and just a little disturbing but it's pretty cool and all and the, the other thing I forgot oh one other thing I did forget about the chapters all the chapters are named after songs by different singers first uh, volume the chapters were named for songs by Hiromi Oda the second volume it's by Kenji Sawada and so on and so forth. A lot of J-pop singers. No one I really know, but it's pretty intriguing. And so, what can I say that's negative about this manga? Well, it's gross. Really gross. I mean, there's some things in here which are really gross and depraved and horrific that I should not want to read more. But I do! I get kind of like, I want to read more about it. But, it's pretty gross. Uh, what else? Other thing is that it's another one which is very difficult to find. I mean, I could find it at my local Kinokuya, but I don't think everyone else has a Kinokuya. So you could try Borders, maybe, but they don't have it in a sequential order. Like, at Borders, I found one volume of Volume 7. That's all I found so far. 
Uh oh. Uh, excuse me, the underpants gnomes came to call me. Either way, uh, either way, what else can I say about this? Uh, to be honest with you, either way, either way, either way, I should get off this topic. Anyway, what primarily what can I say about Kurosaki Corpse Delivery Service? But it's pretty damn cool. It's gory, it's sick, there's some really fucked up things in it which will disturb you and give you possibly nightmares with disturbity. I mean, when you have a guy who's doing haircuts just so he can find the perfect head to make his perfect body together and bleh, you will be disturbed and be freaked out and just some of the stuff is just very, truly horrific. I have to give this a bar from friend and don't return unless offered Pocky or gummies. Or in my case right now, Lemonheads. It's really good, but it's a little freaking gross. Just a little bit. It, it could make you sick to your stomach. I mean, if you like things like Dexter and truly horrific events, horrific things, so Dexter, Nip Tuck, you love stuff with anatomy and just serial killers or murder and like things like Ghost Whisperer, you'll like this. If you like happy, pretty, skippy, jumpy, happy, fuzzy, bunny things, you're not going to like this. If you like things like Naruto, you're not going to like this. If you like things like Boys B, like Ralph Familiar, you're not going to like this. If you like things like Hellgirl, Male, Berserk, you're going to love this. It is a Senin manga. It is true Senin. You'll like it if you're an adult. If you're a little kid, you're not going to like it. You're going to either be bored by it or you're going to be horrified by it. Well, ah, my lemon heads. Love them. So, I believe that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Reviews Review. So, pretty good. I think a little better than the last episode because last episode was a little... I don't know, I felt like I could have done a better job with mail, because I didn't even go over the fact that how the pistol, the Kaguchi, sorry, the Kaguchi was a freaking awesome gun, and how cool it looked, and how it was designed well, but we're not talking about that. This is the Corpse Delivery Service episode, so what am I talking about? Either way, this was a really good manga, and it was pretty fun. I'm pretty sure I'm done with this, so, uh, without a doubt, uh, Hope you check it out if you can, if you have a chance to. Uh, so, is anything else up? Yeah, no contests, nothing big. No big, scary, threatening things. Not on any shows. Not writing any articles for Anime 3000. Uh, I think that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. Um... No, wait, what the hell am I saying, Alex? You're forgetting the part. Yes, I know I keep doing that. I keep forgetting, but I know. So let's get on with it. The part we've all been waiting for. The part which you've all enjoyed so much. What am I speaking about? I'm speaking of the one. The only. The Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on. What I've done is I have assigned ten different mangas to the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And that's going to be episode 74. Holy shit, 74 episodes. It's been quite some time. So let me spin the wheel to see what I'm reviewing for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. That's a pretty bad spin, Zan. Come on. Now, I'll leave it at two. 
So yes, so number two, and oh damn it, this is funny. This is really freaking funny. Yep. You're probably wondering why am I saying this is funny? Because this is the last of the horror episodes. Because originally this was slated to come out on Halloween, but I pushed it back just a little bit because of all things. So this is technically gonna be listed as the Hall. Next episode is the Halloween episode. So I picked four horror manga sections, and ironically. After spinning the wheel of manga, I'm going to be reviewing the third in this creepy trilogy. I don't know fucking why, but... So for the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review, I'm going to be reviewing the greatest work of art, supposedly by Eiji Otsuka and Otsui Yamazaki. What am I speaking about? But... Multiple Personality Detective Psycho. MPD Psycho. <laughs> That's just fucking funny. I didn't expect this either. I did not expect... Ah, so for the next episode, I'm reviewing MPD Psycho. So, I guess that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. As usual, you can email me, sparkin at gmail.com, with any comments, concerns. Keep downloading. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Ah, I really hope you guys enjoy me doing this. I really enjoy doing it. I'm going to keep going. Even if I'm late by a couple of weeks, I'm still going to come out with episodes. I'm not giving up. If I am going to quit, I will have a huge, giant, five-hour episode talking about why I'm quitting. And I'll review every manga possible I could do in one sitting. Either way, that's it for this episode of the Spark and Manga Review. As usual, I'm your host, Zan, and I am Gonsville.